We just wrapped up with Lauren Johnson, who's the New York Yankees mental conditioning coach. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I I don't want to say I was giddy, but maybe that would be an appropriate word because I love baseball. And I love the uh, the mental side of sports too, so it's like kind of the perfect combo. Josh was definitely stumbling over his questions, as were as was I. But I always stumble over my questions, so that was just a normal day for me. I was having a tough time. I was uh, I was shook a little because yeah. I kept like the problem was I kept thinking I had a, we had a list of questions, and when I yeah. sent you the questions, it yeah. was a fairly lengthy list of questions. Yeah. <laughs> and then as she was speaking, she had so many good things to say. Mm-hmm. Then in my mind, I was listening, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that's a good question. I could kind of branch off of there. And then, oh, yeah. that's another good question. I could branch off of there. And then before I knew, I'm like, uh, yeah. You know. Well, we, and we always branch off of our guest questions, but with her, yeah. like we, like you had so many, and then I started asking different questions, not on the like we, we we're, it, it was just a. Uh, 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 kind of thing like wait wait we want more time with you but we don't we have too many questions right our mental our mental conditioning was Uh, not strong today (laughs) but no uh lauren is awesome um super nice super knowledgeable about everything mental conditioning and um just a lot of good things that that she had to say she made lots of good points i definitely i definitely felt like i was back in that spot where i'm just like listening and i feel like i'm listening to like a podcast that like she, you know what I'm saying? That she's putting yeah. out, which, you know, she's our guest, but like I'm taking that information in for myself as well. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, it's a good one. It's a very, it's a very good one. And I, I just, I think I even feel that we just barely cracked the surface of everything that right. we, we could have talked about. But mm-hmm. like I like you said, like I said, I'm trying to steal your, your comments. <laughs> like you said, there's just, we only had so much time yep. and we don't want to keep her for, forever, even though we, we yeah. definitely could have. So, so excuse us stumbling over our questions and being all giggly and whatever and being our normal selves. But so yeah, here is it's a little, wor- a little worse this time. <laughs> no, <laughs> a little worse. Sorry, Lauren. Yeah, she was a good sport about it, though. Yes, she was awesome. So she was a lot more mentally tough than we were. Yeah. So. <laughs> all, right. all right, cool. Here's Lauren. See, ya. See ya. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard coaches, coaches. I want you to have the type of voice, type of decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life in their life in their life get this thing get this thing started welcome to the character combine podcast i'm josh takimoto and i am deb mccollum and uh we're very excited about today's guest. We're excited for all of our guests. I don't want that to sound bad towards anybody else. But today's guest <laughs> is Lauren Johnson, the New York Yankees mental conditioning coach. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. good. You know, we, sh- we should have checked the mics before we started this. Everybody Uh-oh. good? Check We're the all mics. Good. Mic We're checks. On. We're good. That would have been Josh. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, just, just in case. We're that would good. have been all your fault, Josh. I'm just right, kidding. I'm Deb, the one who... Deb wasn't here to help me say, set up. I'm, it's okay. I'm the one who rolled I wasn't going to bring that up, but that's fine. But it's all right. So thank you. No, not at all. I'm just going to mention it for the next five this is episodes. how it always is, Lauren, by the way. I can we'll see just, this. Okay. I like it. And then she's going to be like, why did I waste my time in my busy schedule? I know. With these clowns. And our listeners are like, why are we listening to this again? Just get on or with Or they're going to say the same, like, why did she waste her time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We were talking a little bit before we started um, recording that you're incredibly busy, obviously working, you know, with the New York Yankees and then spring training starting. So yeah. we definitely appreciate you uh, coming out. Oh my gosh, I'm so yeah. yeah. And we got you right before, so thank yeah. you. Yes. Thanks. Woo-hoo. She stayed behind just for us, everybody. That's just exactly right. You guys okay. Know. Mm-hmm. Just for, <laughs> in my head, that's just what I'm thinking. I like it. I like okay. it. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. go with that. We'll yeah. go with that for sure. <laughs> so we have some warm up questions for you. Okay. And uh, these are just fun, that's silly, simple. Yeah. Except for the last one. Yep. I I don't know why I take. 
pleasure in making it a difficult question. But anyway, so here's the first question. <laughs> I like question. that too, so I can, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's go. The first one, um, are you a breakfast, lunch, or dinner gal, if you had to pick one? Breakfast all the way. Okay, so breakfast what's your favorite? Foods. Um, All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Waffles, pancakes, cereal, oatmeal, eggs, bacon, toast, all of it. Nice. I could have breakfast every meal of the day. Nice. Yeah, yes. like we talked about a lot, a lot about this with the Spivey brothers just on the, say, last, the they, last episode. Right, because on their podcast, they were talking about how they have a whole, anytime they travel and go to a hotel, mm -hmm. they have a whole process when it comes to the breakfast buffet. Mm -hmm. You travel a lot. So mm -hmm. look at the head shake. Yeah. The head nod, I mean. The head nod. So <laughs> yes. what's the process? Well, I stick to foods that aren't like made out of like powder. <laughs> so like okay. the eggs are usually made out of powder at, right. at yeah. like Marriott's and right, stuff right. that I place, some places I go yeah. to. And now I get it if you're a business. However, I, um, I go for the hard boiled eggs, the oatmeal and the fruit mm. and maybe some toast if I'm there. But usually those okay. are my three go-tos. And the coffee at Marriott, shout out to Marriott, is like oh. my favorite. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> it's that really good. good. That oh. is good to know. Really, nice. really good. So yeah, those are, yeah, those, okay. are, my th those are my three good. Okay. Now, nice. in town, do you have a favorite breakfast place? Or I guess out of town, do you have a favorite, like, special, like a place you go to often? Yeah, not okay. hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sutter Street Grill in Folsom. Oh, I haven't been there oh. yet. It's a great okay. breakfast spot. It's a little diner and my Sutter and Street, you said? Yeah, Sutter Street Grill. Sutter Street Grill. Okay. It's so good. My favorite. Okay. I've heard good things about it. I am so hungry right now. So oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm after this, I leave too. and go straight there. <laughs> Somebody's uh, stomach's going to rumble at some point. I'm, I'm kind of hungry too. So. <laughs> Probably. It's that time. That did not help. Awesome. So. No, sorry. That's why that I. That was a terrible question. I asked today. That, <laughs> well, I asked that question because food is on my mind. So I just wanted I to know. I was curious. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Question number one done. Good job. Thank you. Question number two, are you, if you could pick one to watch every day or most days, would you rather watch the sunrise or the sunset? Hmm. That's a really great question. Mm. I think I'd have to say the sunrise. Okay. I love the beginning of the day. Oh, that's a good one. It's my favorite because I think every day, and I know this is going to, like, I know these are supposed to be silly, funny questions, yeah. but to just, like, touch on some things that I, like, preach is just yeah. I think every day we have a decision to begin again and that's so for great. me the beginning of the day is always the best part of my day that's great I like that I was thinking stop right there I know right that's, that's it that's it I'm all done here guys yeah, yeah. well done you are, you are released from us At, uh, four minutes not well done yeah. wrapped it up quick I know right that was good I was thinking about that on the way over here because the sun was kind of going down and I was like oh that's so pretty and I'm mm -hmm. like I don't know if I would want it I don't know if I could get up early enough every day to watch the sunrise I don't see it enough I see it on my way to work sometimes but sometimes I think about that. anyway so thank yeah. you thanks mm -hmm. for answering I like that yeah, answer. sounds good Last question. Um, if you could think of a song that's already out there, already out there in the world, um, that kind of talks about your life, I call it a life song, mm -hmm. what what would you pick or what would be kind of close to it? You know, I was asked this question in college. Oh. And I, so beat you to it, it was what? one of my, it was, and I don't remember the song that oh. I chose, so okay. I'm gonna have to like go from okay. scratch. But um, I remember, I remember being asked this and being like, it took me days to come up with it. Um, and I think probably if I had to pick one, probably because I got married so recently, and songs. You Congratulations, know, by the way. Yes, Thank congrats. You. <laughs> Thank you. I had to. We went through the whole playlist. It's probably "Millionaire" by Chris Stapleton. Oh, okay. And essentially, That's what he talks one. about in it is that love is more precious than gold, and mm -hmm. that like nothing can buy. Like nothing is more, is 
worth more than love. And so for me, that's what I walk down to on the aisle, and Very I nice. say that I, I'd, I'd, I'd pick that one. That's awesome. Nice. I see why you do what you do because you're very calming. Like I'm very mm-hmm. relaxed right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Even Can your you voice. Tell my husband that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I will. Yes, please. Yeah, I will. Yeah. DM him right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he might disagree. <laughs> That's well, awesome. you survived the warm-up question. Oh, okay. That wasn't too bad, right? No, yeah, too, bad. Wasn't too bad. Again, no. like we like healthy competition, and so any other guest who's been on here that's listening, that might have been the smoothest <laughs> warm-up yeah. questions because especially yeah, the, the middle and the end is really good. Yeah, and the Marriott yeah. coffee. There's a lot yeah, of good answers. That's in good. There. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, thank you. all right, all right, cool. Now nice we job. can move on to yeah, the real questions. To the real questions. <laughs> so we like to start off with this question for everybody: What's your athletic and coaching background? So I started playing soccer when I was like, you know, little, like I feel like every young child did in California. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I grew up playing soccer, but absolutely just kind of fell in love, for, love with it. I did ever, I did lots of things. I danced. I was not a very good dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes you're either athletic or aesthetic and not both. No. I swear. I don't move like, very well yeah. in that way. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. yeah, I found out very quickly that dance was not going to be uh, my <laughs> career. Um, I also played basketball. That also did not go great. Um, I've been there. Yeah, hand-eye yeah. coordination's never been my, my thing. Okay. Um, so anyway, I stuck with soccer and played all through college, played at the University of San Francisco, and then transferred to Point Loma Nazarene University and finished off my soccer career there. And um, I did coach a little bit, like just soccer, like JV high school soccer, and yeah. I loved oh, cool. it. But outside of that, um, I've been doing what I do now as a mental conditioning coach for, ooh, what has it been, seven years, I believe now? Wow. Yeah, cool. so I've done that for about seven years now. Wow, okay. that's awesome. Another mm-hmm. soccer person, I'm excited. Oh, here we go. We'll talk okay. about this later. No, well, yes. no I just yeah, got, yeah. I think I'm a professional indoor soccer player now. I just started playing in September awesome. for the first time ever, so I like to brag about it sometimes. Look, I have a bruise. Yep. Look at this. this. is from last. I'm showing Hey, indoor bruise. soccer is got a different. Right it's a different game. Week. Oh, it's crazy. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. you got to be in shape for that. It's, oh, it's crazy. Okay, sorry. We won't. No, no, that's okay. I, I, I usually, I usually right allot some time for you to talk. That's it. That's all, I'm gonna, that's it. That's all I'm so going to say. I'm ready. I'm mentally nope, prepared it. for it. Nope. <laughs> there you that go. Was, yeah, yeah, I'm mentally prepared. That's all I wanted to say. For now. I hope you have some time afterwards because it's coming. So that's awesome. So I don't even know where I want to start. What, so what got you into mental conditioning? You know, what, what kind of started you down that road? Um, I think, well, so I guess it started when I first got injured. So I've, um, I've had several concussions, but oh. in college, um, it was my third game into my senior year, I received my fifth concussion. Oh my and gosh. our team doctor told me that, you know, Lauren, if you want to remember your name at 40, you probably should stop playing Whoa. Oh my gosh. and it was when he put it to me in that way it was uh suddenly you know reality hit and I was like okay mm-hmm. this is more serious than I had yeah. kind of anticipated and that was the time when concussions were just starting to become mm-hmm. like okay. the knowledge of concussions was just starting to come out and be mm-hmm. public like and so I was learning about this as I was kind of going through it and so I remember my coach came to me and he said you know Lauren you know you're part of this team you are on the team the rest of the year if you'd like, but I'm not going to force you to come on all these trips. Um, but I'm going to leave it in your hands. And to me, it like wasn't even a question. It was like, this is my team. Yeah. Of course I'm going to be a part of the team. Um, but because even though I went to all the practices, um, I wasn't as exhausted as, you know, it's not as exhausting watching as it is doing, right. you know, all of the, right. all the practices. So 
I decided to take an elective course and I took a course in sports psychology and I was the only person in the class and completely fell in love with it. And I started kind of applying some of the things I was learning to my teammates when I was on the sidelines with them. And I just fell in love with it because I'd always, originally I thought I wanted to become a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And the thing I loved about physical therapy was my connection with my clients. And so it was talking about their injury, talking them through the struggles of their injury and um, feeling like they're being held back. And But the part I didn't like so much is the medical side. I'm yeah. like, I'm not very good at this. That's tough. Um, now, I'm sure if I stuck with it, I would have gotten better. But I just, yeah. it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't exciting for me. Right. So That's the boring part. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for me, at least. I know a lot of people that, are, that love it. But for me, it just wasn't my thing. So when I found sports psychology, I saw the merging of the two working with athletes, but having the psychology side of it and really helping them that way on the mental aspect. And I'd always been so fascinated with why is there two athletes, equal talent, one succeed and one doesn't. And I think I started to find that answer with the sports psychology course. So that's how I began and really started and fell in love with it. And one of my assignments in that course was to interview somebody in the field. And I literally just Googled it and ended up interviewing um, Dr. Sarah Castillo, who was the head of my master's program. Oh. So oh. because of that meeting, she was like, hey, are you potentially interested in getting your master's degree? Oh. You know, we just started a program here at National University. And it was like, that was it. Wow. Signed up and wow. nice. I started my master's there. That's awesome. That's really cool. I um, Just going back to the beginning of your story, how 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 did you get your concussions is what that was the first question that popped in my head. Like, especially like with soccer, the ball hit your head or like you fall, like how? Um, they so all different oh, ways. Okay, like okay. the first, well, yeah, they weren't all soccer related. Oh, okay. Sorry, first one was a car accident. Oh, okay. um, and I didn't even know I had it. It was just, oh, wow. I got I got rear-ended by a guy and um, ended up going to the hospital just to do a body scan just in right. case. Oh, my and um, my car was totaled, but I was totally fine, except right. they did see a concussion, concussion. a minor right. one. Gotcha. So that, and then um, I got I got an elbow to the head, and then oh I got gosh. headed in the head. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I'm trying to go through all of them. Um, shoot, I can't remember. Yeah. Sorry, no, see? it's okay. This is the yeah, concussion. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and then I got, yeah, there was a couple more and then, but I know my fifth one, the reason why it was such a big deal was because I got it off a header. Okay. And Mm -hmm. he said, okay, every time you get a concussion, you're more susceptible or more prone to getting another one. And so if you're getting a concussion just off a header Mm -hmm. and it, I mean, in my defense, it, it, the girl shot the ball. So it's not like it was like a driven ball. It wasn't like just a lofted ball in the air, but, um, but yeah, it gave me a concussion and he was like, that's, that's that's not safe anymore. Wow. Well, I feel like it's probably not like this anymore, but I feel like, I mean, early on, I don't know how how many years ago, but soccer was kind of the sneaky concussion sport, right? Because you Mm -hmm. assume you think football immediately Mm -hmm. as the big concussion sport, but then soccer, you hear people say that's like, well, I mean, I guess you had the ball every once in a while and you could collide into somebody, but then I feel like the more they did research, they realized, oh, soccer is actually one of the worst, right? I mean, alongside wow. football, just because it is more repetitive. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of, to be honest, like a lot of people don't head it properly. Sure. And so that, not to say that if you don't head it, you're not going to get one, but right. I'd also say that 
you're probably a little bit more right. prone to injury if you're not doing it properly. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's not great. Oh, the la- the worst one. I can't believe I was snowboarding. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! Yeah, that was my absolute worst one. Oh, was no. actually snowboarding, and they actually have a rule on my team at Point Loma now that you have to send a picture with you wearing a helmet. Snow if you want to go oh snowboarding in the afternoon. <laughs> Is it called the you? Lauren rule? <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I, I don't it should be. But yeah, he, yeah, my I, my coach um, that was there. He I don't know if he's still coaching there anymore, but. It, it used to be the, the Barks rule because my last name, uh, my maiden name is a Barka, and yeah. so my like nickname was yeah. Barks. So oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, and so yeah. anyway, I wasn't gotcha. wearing a helmet, so it became a rule. Oh my gosh, sorry. Right. Well, not, sorry, I asked that question because of what Josh said. Like in soccer, it's like the like you, it's what you say the sneaky concussion sport. Yeah. So I was just in my I was, I was just mm-hmm. curious. It's just me being nosy too. But no, thank you yeah. for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, I've heard, and again, not that this is a concussion podcast, but I've heard people talk about the difference between MMA and boxing is the glove size, and you would think, okay, they're kicking, they're punching in MMA, but really, it's it's probably not that they're either one's really safe. But it's probably safer that direction in comparison to boxing because boxing the gloves are bigger mm-hmm. there's more rounds and so it's that repetitive mm-hmm. hitting so you may not get knocked out immediately like you might in MMA but it's just going to be another pounding on your brain similar wow. to soccer it's Correct. just like yeah. you may not Crazy. feel the effect you might get not get knocked out but it's still hitting your head wow. yeah yeah it's those smart. little things that you don't recognize yeah. right because yeah. the right. the symptoms are that the thing about the injury having an injury that is that you can't see right. is that you can also talk yourself out of it very easily. Mm-hmm. And so there yeah. are many mm-hmm. times where I'm like, you're fine. You're okay. You're okay. Gotcha. And I waited way too long to tell my trainer that like, Hey, I'm experiencing these symptoms. So right. I think concussions can be a little bit different because mm-hmm. people look at you and like, you're fine. Right. And you're really not. It's just that you can't see it. Right. Well, well. Well, and I feel like it's, it's interesting to, I'm going to go back in your story because you said when you got started with the, the mental conditioning, I want to get, make sure I get that yeah. right. Yeah. Um, it happened because of an injury. And I feel like a lot of our guests, mm-hmm. some of their biggest moments in life or where they're at now, the success they're seeing now is because of an injury they experienced when they're playing. Mm-hmm. And it either altered the course of their career or it completely ended their career. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, interesting. it's interesting. And I feel like it's yeah. kind of, at that point for athletes, it's kind of a fork in the road. Where yeah, it can be. Luckily, sure. everybody we've had on yeah. here has used it to, you know, it's kind of been the spearhead of their success. But I'm sure yeah. you've dealt with a lot of athletes or you've studied athletes who it completely derails their life. Does that seem accurate? Yeah, you, it can. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I also think that that's one thing that athletics teaches is how to push through difficult times. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. most of the time, the athletes I've worked with end up, and not because of me, but because of their own experiences and their own will, are able to push through it because they've experienced really difficult things. And they, you know, our brain, I always like to say, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily say, oh, well, this difficult situation, well, we're just going to put that in a box that's only for soccer. Mm-hmm. And this difficult situation, we're going to put that in a box because that's only for family. So mm-hmm. you can only use those two experiences when you're doing either one. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Our brain, difficult is difficult is difficult. And right. when you deal with difficult things, whether it's on the field or off the field in your personal life, yeah. you get better at it and you get more yeah. repetitions. And I think mm-hmm. athletics naturally gives us those repetitions. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. That's good. Um, I just, I want to, I want to skip to the next question cause I'm so interested too, but what can you tell us exactly? Um, what is a mental conditioning coach? Like what, what is the definition of that? And what does that entail? Um, yeah, to, yeah, to the best of your ability. Yeah. Yeah. So. To just kind of sum it up, um, mm-hmm. you know, mental conditioning, yeah. it, I help athletes build 
uh, build elite mindsets so mm-hmm. they can be their best regardless of circumstance. Okay. And so I think that one of the things that we talk about um, at the Yankees is being your best regardless of circumstance and that you don't have to be sick to get better. And so one of the things that I think mental health, it's pretty cool to start seeing, and especially in our field, is that you don't have to have an issue. And because you're talking to the mental conditioning coach, it doesn't mean that you have a problem. Mm. Um, You know, our best athletes, they're working with, um, you know, our whole team all the time. Whether you're having the best season of your life or the worst season of your life, Mm -hmm. um, we're working with everybody and everyone in between. So that's, yeah. And I'd say in terms of kind of what some of our roles are is we're also doing, you know, one-on-one sessions with our athletes. We're doing group sessions and those are more educational um, because we get guys that have never heard of it before. So it's also, you know, teaching them kind of what to look for, what this is, drawing awareness to it. Um, And then also we're working with our support staff. So whether that be, um, you know, managers, hitting coaches, um, and every, everything that kind of touches the athlete, we are also a resource for. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm just, I, I feel like I could go in many different directions. I'm trying to Both pick one. Both of us. One. I'm trying Our to brains pick are one. running right now. <laughs> uh, so I think actually before we go any further with like okay. all of the mental conditioning questions, how did you get started with the Yankees? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so I got out of grad school and um, I was offered a position that at the time wasn't, what I was looking for. And I had another job I was kind of holding out for that completely fell through. And I had like moved for it, like everything. Now, granted, I moved up here to Northern California, which was closer to my boyfriend at the time, my now husband. Um, And so I wasn't upset necessarily about that, but it was, you know, I was looking forward to this position for so long. So Mm. that was very disappointing. And that Mm. kind of like made me go, what am I what am I doing? Like, should I even be doing this? And it definitely set me back a little bit. So I got a job at Starbucks and I started working there to just get money. And I will never forget this. Um, I had a guy, you know, pull through the drive-thru when I was working the drive-thru. And when you're in the drive-thru, you are going to, you're going to talk to the guests pretty much until their drinks are made. You're not actually making the drinks. Sure. So I'm chatting with this guy and he goes, uh, so, you know, are you getting your degree? You know, and a lot of people are going to school at Starbucks. So it's a, it was a fair question. And sure. I said, uh, yeah, actually, you know, I already, I have, I have my degree. And he's like, oh, what in? And I said, oh, performance psychology. And he just started laughing, like straight up dying, laughing, like can't catch his breath, laughing. Oh, jeez. And I'm like... <laughs> First of all, I'm like, okay, this is very rude. But second, yeah. Yeah. it's like oh. that awkward pause of like waiting till he caught his breath to like right. finally get to ask him like, what? what's what's going like what's so funny? Yeah. yeah. And he goes, you got one of those degrees that you'll never use. <gasps> oh jeez. Oh. And oh. I seriously was like in the middle of taking out my earrings, like, <laughs> like, going, like crawling like, right. out of Hold me back. Crawling out of the the window. I was so upset. Sure. And I, I let somebody else hand him his drink because I was so mad and I just mm-hmm. walked away. And later on I was kind of ruminating on the event and it was just going like, you know, like replay in our yeah. mind. Yeah. And I was like, why does this bother me so much? And I realized that he was kind of right. I wasn't going after the dream that I wanted because it wasn't just easily there for me. Hmm. 
I was disappointed when I didn't get something I wanted and I just kind of sat back. And it was right then, like that moment, I got I got to thank that guy. I don't even know who he, I, like I couldn't even pick him out of a crowd, but yeah. I'm so thankful for that because it kind of snapped me back to reality and said like, what are you doing? And so it was that day I start, I Googled how to start a company. Mm-hmm. And I started my own consulting company. Um, <laughs> Oh my I literally gosh. didn't know what I was doing, but uh, I, I knew that I, I knew the mental side. And I'm like, right. if I can get in front of people, I can start to build a resume. And I right. know that, and I wanted to build a resume to work for a professional team. And I knew sitting wow. at Starbucks wasn't going to do it. So mm. I started reaching out. I worked at Sacramento State Baseball. I worked with them. I worked with Wallbeck Baseball Academy and oh, yeah. um, a couple other, you know, local teams and in different sports, not just baseball. Right. But I was targeting baseball because I knew that was the sport that was hiring. Okay. And so okay. I did that and I was I was working, I actually left Starbucks and was working as a secretary somewhere else and they were oh, wonderful, one of my favorite jobs. Aww. Seriously, they were the best people. Yeah. They really supported what I wanted. But um, I was doing that alongside doing my consulting work and a year into doing it, I got this opportunity to interview with the Yankees. Wow. And they saw my resume and I think they like what they saw. And um, yeah, I got a call back. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a cool is, story. That's cr- like that story did not go at all the way I expected it to go. Like when you said, you know, the guy's laughing, and I'm like, what? And I want to yeah. punch this guy too. Uh, so <laughs> spitting his dreams. Rude, right? Right. And so, <laughs> but that's crazy how um, you were able to just take that and, and make that your driving force, at, you know, and just for it to change your state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was that was very inspiring. So thank yeah. you for sharing that story. Of course. That was yeah. That was really cool. What a jerk a, though. Yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's but crazy. You don't have to. Yeah. You can think that. It just don't yeah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially they're preparing your food. Like that's a yeah, that's seriously a, though. It's dumb. No filter bold. much. It's okay. yeah, that is bold. Right. Very right? bold. Dumb. But, like, yeah, that was a bad choice, but it's man. so but it's so good that you're able to you were able to switch your you know your mindset into like kick it into high gear for yourself you know so yeah that's just the gopro nothing to worry about so so along those lines though i feel like sometimes when athletes or coaches or just people in general are faced with that moment and you could have used it in a way to drive you to that next level but i feel like some people also use that same type of thing and they try to use it as motivation but really it's just kind of like rotting inside mm-hmm. of them does that make sense i don't yeah, know yeah. if there's a better way to answer that question yeah. like how do how can an athlete or how can a person in general prevent that from happening where it's like oh that jerk at starbucks and it's just like a negative thing rather than like, a positive thing like a like a reoccurring self-pity party almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. how do they yeah how do how does an athlete prevent that from thank happening? you yeah, yeah. yeah well i think it's it would be irresponsible to say that that's not normal and Mm -hmm. that that's not part of their human nature. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, I used that word before, ruminating. Mm. And one of the things is that cows ruminate. And what they do is they, this might be a little gross for some of you, but they chew their food, they throw it up, and they chew it again. Mm. And I describe that as like our thoughts, (laughs) is we... Think about this moment. We experience all the shitty emo- Can I curse on this? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm really sorry. I only, only you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me change that. We experience all these crappy yeah. emotions yeah. and everything that comes with it. And then we 
chew it up, spit it out, and then we decide to pick it up and experience them all over again. Mm. And there's mm. nothing wrong with feeling what you're feeling. And we were kind of talking about it just before the right. podcast. Right. Um, I kind of have a strategy that I like to use, and I think that just like any routine that we do that's physical in nature, we have mental routines too. Mm -hmm. And one of the mental routines I like to use is like being upfront with yourself. Like, yeah, this might suck. Like, it's okay to acknowledge how crappy a situation is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's gonna be a stopping point, and it's our boundary. And I, um, I, I like to use a boundary and every different, all, all athletes I work with have different boundaries. Yeah. So, um, you know, I like to say that I, uh, I've met my quota when I'm done. Like, you know, you can have your moment, but all right, I've met my quota and that's my boundary that like, okay, now what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And I have some athletes that use it. Like my golfers, like when they put their club back in the bag. Mm -hmm. That's what that's their boundary. And then it's from this point, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Because there's really nothing great that comes from existing in the past. Nothing yeah. changes from existing in our thoughts either. Mm -hmm. It all starts by us taking action. Yeah. And so it's first acknowledging, but then what is going to pull you out of that and having that boundary in between. Those are two things that I like to do and that work for some of my athletes, but every athlete's different. Mm -hmm. But that's just one way that I do that. It's first acknowledging setting that boundary, and then either creating a different perspective or choosing what you're going to do about it now. Wow. I feel like it's almost like, it's, it's almost like the grieving process, like the steps mm -hmm. of like, yeah. you know, the acceptance and then, and then now what kind of, but I like that analogy though. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting you said too that each athlete is different. So that's gotta be a kind of a cool part of your job, right? Yeah. It's not, okay, next athlete, ABC, next athlete, ABC, right. but right. each one's like a puzzle basically, right, oh, that you have to favorite. figure out. Mm -hmm. And I, I imagine, I mean, I guess you're never really done learning during that process, but I imagine that when you have, with an athlete, you have a massive breakthrough. It's gotta be the best feeling in the world, right? It's my, probably, I mean, it's like why we do this job. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that seems like it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But you have to keep it yeah. professional, right? You can't just like get super excited. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we get stoked with them. Okay, like, okay. Uh, it starts with the athlete, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, but I, I think, that's exactly why I love it, yeah. is that no process is the same. And so when some people say like, oh, can you give me an exercise for that? I'm like, yeah. yes, you, I can. Sure, I can give you an exercise. However, every athlete's gonna be different. And that's where I love it. I love to get creative and I love to kind of use whatever, you know, maybe science says and kind of morph it into something that's gonna fit, you know, fit their shoe size right. and that's going to fit them. Yeah. And that's what I like. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Cool. You had mentioned, sorry, really quick. No, go ahead. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier just like how a baseball mental conditioning coach was needed um, is in your professional opinion is, are there sports that are more mentally challenging than others like is baseball the more mentally challenging sport you know over hockey or golf or um, or football or some, you know if, is was that the reason why they were needed um, I don't think that was the reason oh, okay. why. I think it was just probably the sport was starting to adopt it. Okay. Um, the most, um, Ken Revisa, he's kind of like the godfather of sports psychology. Yeah. Um, he kind of started that, and he worked a lot with baseball. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure if maybe that's why. Gotcha. Um, but it definitely was the sport at the time that was hiring. I'd say now oh, more, okay. spa more sports are oh, nice. definitely on the rise. Okay. I'd say like football and basketball for sure. Gotcha. Um, however... I think that you ask any athlete, every athlete's gonna pick their sport yeah. to be the most mentally tough because right. that's their sure. experience. Mm -hmm. sure. However, I would say sports that have a lot of time in between, mm -hmm. 
there's I I do notice mm. that there's quite a lot more opportunity to overthink sure. um, in those moments. So for for golf, you know, you hit a you hit a bad shot, you've got several yards before right. you know your next shot. So you have a lot of time to think. And so if mm. you don't create boundaries or kind of have a systematic approach to what oh, you're going to do with that space, yeah. sometimes we can get get lost in our thoughts mm. and we can end up worse off on the other end of that. Right. right. Um, and same with baseball. I mean, baseball it isn't. It's, it's not like basketball, soccer, you know, it, that's like a reactionary sport where you're nonstop mm -hmm. moving and mm -hmm. reacting to the other team. Now you are reacting to the other team in baseball, however, there's just more space in between. Right. So I would say if I had to guess, I'd probably say those sports are probably have them face the most mental challenges. Huh. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Though. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense. Is there, do you find there's a difference between the mental process for a like an athlete in a team sport versus an individual sport? Um, that's a, that's actually a really good question. I've never been asked that before. Oh, thank you. Look at you. I could stop right here. I feel, I feel so good about myself right now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I never thought while you're thinking. I've just I've never thought about. Uh, Josh could ask a good question. No. <laughs> I get Calm it. down it's fine. over there. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about the whole the break in between is the because that's that's true. It is the most time to think I used to yell at my softball girls all the time like stop it snap out of it get out of your head after a bad at bat mm -hmm. and there I'm thinking of your boundary line so they would sit on the bench and just sit there you know and just stare at the ground or I don't know just put their head or something but if they weren't on the fence with the other girls cheering for the next batter or the next play because that was just the criteria for for them they just had mm -hmm. to be up you can't sit down um them getting up and going on the fence is their boundary line mm -hmm. of like, nope, it's over. Let's move on. Next one. So mm -hmm. I was always yelling at my girl, you better, better get up and get on that fence, get oh, over yeah. it. But well, that, that makes get, so sense. That makes sense now. Well, in yeah. that example, it could get really bad if you're not aware of that because say yeah. you're, the, you're the third out of the inning and you're playing, say you're playing like left field yeah. and nothing's hit to you. You haven't seen any action in the outfield all day. Oh my gosh, yeah. You're just sitting there thinking more about it if you're not uh -huh. aware of the boundaries and all of that. So it could yeah. get really ugly really quickly. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I think it just requires in those moments like a lot of intentionality and being present like yeah. to those thoughts because sometimes it's just they happen so automatically oh, yeah. and we're not even noticing when sure. they're happening. Yeah. Right. But to answer your yeah. question, um, I definitely think that there is a difference in terms of there's a lot more moving pieces when you have teams, mm -hmm. when you're sure. a part of a team. Okay. Um, than there are when you're an oh, individual. Now, because okay. you're it's not just about you. Right. You know, it's about mm -hmm. the guys around you. Mm -hmm. And more often, the more leadership role that you have on that team, yeah. the less it becomes about you. And the more mm -hmm. it becomes about making the other people around you and lifting them up. Right. Making them look better and lifting them up. Yeah. Now, um, with an individual sport, you know, you, you still want to carry yourself, yeah. you know, in a, in a, in a way like, like the thing about a team that I love is that you you have people that are gonna check you left and right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you're being a jerk or if you're being like, <laughs> yeah. you know, arrogant, you know, whatever, you got all these people that are gonna hold you accountable. Yeah. When you're an individual, um, you don't have that necessarily uh, the same kind of feedback. Right. So sometimes it requires a lot more self awareness. Now I'm not saying most individual, every single person I've worked with is not like that. Yeah. However, um, I just think that it's it does require a little bit more self-awareness um, and being willing to ask for feedback instead of necessarily like, you know, on a team, sometimes you don't want it and people right. are going to give it to you. Right. So right. yeah, when you're individual, I think it's more in, it's more your responsibility. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, complete 
like a hard right here. And I don't know if you can answer this question, but so being with the New York Yankees, obviously New York is just known, as far as the media goes, is known as a really tough crowd, basically. Yes. Um, is that something that you, is that kind of stuff, like off the field distractions, off the field uh, criticism from social media, fans, um, uh, the media outlets, is that something that kind of is part of what you have to consider when you're working with athletes? is how they respond to those types of things? Yeah, so we actually have a team that preps our guys on media, how to handle social. Like, we have a whole team dedicated to that. Yeah. And now, not to say that it's never come up to us before, but sure. yeah, um, we've had guys that people make fake accounts for, especially like around draft time. And, right. um, you know, we have, we've had a lot of stuff happen with our guys. And, yeah. um, you know, every team's different, and I can't speak for other teams, but I can definitely say that not every, when you when a lot of players play with the New York Yankees, they get a lot of experience because of the name mm -hmm. to handle the outside factors. Sure. Not all teams are like that, right. just being perfectly honest. And so um, we've had experiences where people come to the Yankees and they struggle mm -hmm. a lot. And maybe they've had experiences in the major leagues other places, but they struggle because it's just a different atmosphere. Right. If you're doing well, they love you. If they're doing right. bad, they hate you. Right. And so it's dealing with kind of the ups and downs of that. Now, luckily, at, um, not to say our minor leaguers don't experience a lot of that, but not as much, not as heavily as um, as our major leaguers do. Gotcha. Got it. Wow. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I was going to say, that's that is, rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why it's just you look at someone uh, like Derek Jeter and mm -hmm. like how he handled himself for his entire career. It's just yeah. super impressive because you mm -hmm. see other people – that you know kind of just lose their mind um yeah. Yeah. just because of the pressure or they can't handle it and then they end up going somewhere else where it's a little bit friendlier yeah yeah so yeah it's just it's crazy i can't even imagine what that would be like and i've actually heard the opposite too where somebody has left the yankees and struggled because the atmosphere is so different oh. too nice so yeah well not <laughs> yeah. even that it's just yeah. like there's they're they don't fill the stadium where the right. Yankees, they sell out on a, on a Tuesday, oh my God. you know, right. and right. so it's sometimes it's mm. uh, a lot of times, actually, the atmosphere can play into mm. intensity levels and energy right. levels. Right. And so That's I've true. actually heard the opposite, too, where they've they suffered because the atmosphere was different. And it was, it was a struggle, which okay. to me, as like a mental conditioning coach, I want to get all over that because I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. out of your control. We don't want to re yeah. like rely yeah. on outside factors for those kinds of things. Right. But right. that it, it is a reality, and so we have to address that. Right. right. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Do, um, do you think it's important for coaches to get um, mental conditioning as well? Yeah, I think it's important for everybody. I mean, including myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, yeah. I work with somebody too. So yeah. I'm definitely, just because right. I do these, I think I love it so much because I was an athlete that needed it. Mm -hmm. And so I related so much to the topics they were talking about. It wasn't just, oh, that's interesting. I've never experienced that before. Yeah. This will be a fun thing to teach. It was, holy cow, where was this when I was an athlete? Yeah. I could yeah. have really used this. Yeah. And so I actually think um, I think that it it's valuable for everybody because yeah. we all have like we all have these same mm -hmm. struggles, whether it's in athletics or outside yeah. of athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, um like the whole out yeah. like you just said the whole outside factor thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh god, that's like life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's life for you right there. <laughs> right? You can't control that. Relax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, we, See, Josh really, and I, really we, Josh and I, I are stumped. So many... We have so many questions for you that we're like, oh my gosh, which <laughs> like, one do we like want to ask? My mind next? is just like logged in right now. <laughs> I like I don't want to ask a bad question. Um, so I'm gonna try to. I try when I was writing this question, I was trying to articulate it the best I could so that I, in this moment I could articulate it. Okay. 
clearly, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, so is there a certain, because you know, like you hear as, as a kid grows up, they, there's certain like pivotal moments in their life, right? Where there's probably some, as far as their development, there's like key probably ages that they develop in certain ways or they learn certain things. And so it's, it's really crucial. Mm-hmm. Is there a, like, I guess an optimal age when mental toughness is really crucial where it's like, it kind of, I guess it, would it stick yeah. more at a certain age? That was a terrible question. No, you, you I see, see exactly. You're nodding your head, so I think no. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this, well, you're not the first person to ask me this. Oh, good. Um, so, okay. yeah, no, it was a very good question. Thank you. Um, I trash. would say. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Just Had to bring me back down. We're going to say podcast if uh, I didn't hear see, that. See, that's so. why it's the value of a team. That's, okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I'd say. Now, I, I always like to think of the mental side, especially with younger athletes or just individuals in general that to me it's always good to set the foundation Mm -hmm. because regardless we're planting a seed they may not it may not grow right away Mm -hmm. they may need a ton of watering it may take years but by planting the seed we're making these concepts Mm -hmm. we're normalizing these concepts for our youth where it's okay to experience these things. It's okay mm-hmm. to feel frustrated. It's okay right. to struggle. It's okay to face adversity. Right. Um, and these are some ways you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. And whether they take that advice or not, yeah. I think it's important to start the conversation so that it becomes something that's not so foreign the yeah. older that they become. Because I do mm-hmm. think, I, in my experience, and now this was not a thing, at least I was never introduced to it at, um, when I was growing up, but part of it was like, no, you can't show frustration. You have mm-hmm. to just, you know, push through it and all of this. And mm-hmm. so some at some point, I think some athletes feel like they're wrong in feeling those things. Mm-hmm. And then I we see. like beat ourselves up for feeling a certain way. Right. And it's like, no, 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 that, that it's totally okay. And we can't always control how we feel but we can control what we choose to do about how we feel. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece that I would want young athletes to understand is that mm-hmm. we have control over these things. We have control over um, over what we do with our thoughts. Maybe not all of our thoughts, but we we don't have to attach to all of them. Yeah. And I like to explain, especially thoughts come up all the time for, uh, for younger athletes, especially like I'd say uh, junior high and high school, this comes up quite a bit. And it's beating up on themselves for not performing a certain way. And I always like to describe our thoughts as if you're kind of observing the freeway. And there are several cars, okay? And every car represents a thought. And it's important that to pay attention which cars we choose to jump in because it's gonna take you to a different destination. And you can observe them. And I'd rather our athletes be the (coughs) observer of their thoughts than necessarily the passenger. Because we're going to have negative thoughts, but we don't always have to connect to them. We don't don't always have to jump in the car and and ride them out. We can just also be an observer to them and then choose the one that we decide Mm -hmm. to get into. And uh, so that's one thing that I like to teach to some of our younger athletes because because sometimes we feel like we're a victim to it. And no matter what we do, it's just going to kind of take over. Right. Wow. Can you be? Can you be my mental conditioning coach? I know, yes, you painted that perfectly for me. <laughs> Another one of those guests is going to take over the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We don't even need to be here. You can. I know. The only reason I feel like over. our job is safe is because you're so busy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be like, oh, you know what? We should probably. I understand why the office looks a little bit different today. <laughs> They're sending us a message. <laughs> they started in our office. They started tear- the 
just to our listeners, they started tearing down, not tearing down, but they took down. I think they're some, rearranging. They're some rearranging stuff. some wall art, and so yeah, that's what we're talking about. Anyway, they're giving <laughs> yeah. us the boot. Yeah, so. no one cares about that, so we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> so, um, okay, I'm gonna ask this. This is a dumb question. I'm just gonna let you know, <laughs> no, right? I'm ready for it. Yeah, we'll see. It's really dumb. So, do you watch that show, Billions? Um, no, but see, I, I know question. what you're gonna say. Okay. Okay, go ahead then. What's what's my question? Uh, <laughs> the girl on Billions. Yeah, uh, Wendy Rhodes. I'm a huge yes, fan of Billions. Yes. It's my favorite show. Wendy, that's right. Wendy Rhodes. Yeah, um, this is a dumb so question. <laughs> I have uh, we we've used some clips before. Okay. Yeah, for our athletes. So I'm I'm very familiar with okay. the premise of the show. Perfect. So uh, not that anybody in that show is a good person, but I enjoy it. So. Um, just like with everything, like when you see a sports movie and or like a, a cop movie, people are like, eh, that nothing about that was true. How now don't ruin my viewing experience. But how <laughs> how accurate is that show? Like is there a lot of truth in what's being said or is it pretty trash? <laughs> I don't know if I've seen enough of it okay. to to be okay. able to comment on that. There's one scene that I remember from it and um I'd say it was maybe a little over dramatic. <laughs> However, okay. Okay. not there are still some moments where yeah. it gets intense and we have to challenge our athletes. But those are the athletes you have to have a very good relationship with. Sure. Mm-hmm. And my mentor, uh, Justin Sua, he he's always said this to me that you have to build relationships that can bear the weight of truth. And so mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. the intensity of the conversation it gets to that point because I know that you're better than that. Mm-hmm. And like, come on, like, let's go yeah. pick yourself up. Like, yeah. let's, let's keep going. And so yeah. sometimes it does get like that. Yeah. Um, but those are the ones that you have to be careful to make sure that you have that relationship with, because I know as a young consultant, I had a misconception sure. that, uh, of that. Like I thought like, oh yeah, like let's, you know, every person wants to be talked to like this. The, raw, the, raw, raw, <laughs> no, yeah. the answer is no, don't do that. Learn yeah. from my mistake. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's you first have to gain that relationship because mm-hmm. these players are sharing their most intimate details mm-hmm. um, with you. They're being fully honest and they're totally taking off their armor. Right. And so you have to respect that space and make sure that you're you're very delicate in the way that you deal with that. Now, like I said, you have a good relationship, you can go in on them sometimes. Sure. Um, but you have to make sure that there's a there's a good benefit and a good right. reason to do so. Gotcha. That's, nev- that's really good. I've never yeah. seen billions, but I'm guessing it's kind it's like a mental conditioning coach what like for what like, is that show for like about? business, just business. For business oh, like yeah. high okay, okay. like high level okay. see i'm not that smart so i don't know exactly <laughs> what they do <laughs> you're like I but don't know. uh yeah it's like they're like um i can't remember okay like stocks and yeah like, it's like crazy trades. like trade gotcha. crazy financial like billionaires you know okay doing crazy stuff but it's, again it's in those such situations it's very okay. similar to an athletic because mm-hmm. it's very competitive okay. very cutthroat and so okay. um like i said i enjoy it so and she's probably my favorite character too. So I'm like, you know. So thank you for not crushing the show for me. You got it. She's like, she's a show for sure. Yeah. No, um, she'll, she'll tell you the real truth. She'll tell me the real truth later. And like, then, that show yeah, well, she spared your she spared your feelings. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I can walk away and, and start season five with a good and a good mindset. Um, Are there? I love. Yeah. No, it's okay. I love reading. I love reading um, yeah. books that like. I love Rachel Hollis. Like I love mm-hmm. like, you know, these empowering women, you know, and just your story pretty much of just like, you know, going after what you want and you're like, I just, I started this and I, you know, and you, like Josh said, you um, 
what's the word you use? I don't know. I'm already butchering what mm. I was trying to say. I, I can't remember what I, I said know. either. Get out of here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you used what you used all your hard times just, you know, yeah. and you made good out of it. Um, is there is there a book that um, that is like a favorite of yours or that you enjoyed reading that um, like has inspired you too, or like some kind of, sorry, I keep kicking Josh and no, no, I, get the, I get the point. I, <laughs> I get the point. You've, you've made it very clear. You want me here. That's is, fine. Is there, is there a book recommendation that you could give to our listeners or to my, I love reading those types of books. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, um, there's a so it's so funny. I actually hated reading <laughs> until oh. I went to my master's degree, oh, okay. which is so weird because now I read nonstop. I listen to Audible nonstop. Yeah. Um, so I would say it probably wasn't until recent that I had a book that I totally fell in love with. There's a couple that I have. One is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Hmm. Um, he really just pairs science with uh, application when it comes hmm. to building effective habits okay. really well. Um, and then Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Oh, okay. He, yeah. okay. You smiled. You know yeah. David Goggins. <laughs> he's, um, he's a favorite of our, when we were doing the event here, the Character Combat mm. event, he spoke, he's, he was a speaker three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and awesome. Just, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy intense. His stories, <laughs> his story's crazy yeah. and it is intense and it's yeah. not for everybody, but um, it de- definitely speaks to me. So that was another book that I absolutely loved. But um, I listen to all sorts of books. I mean, I'd say like, uh, let's see, what am I reading right now? Um, it's, oh crap, I'm going to forget the name of it. Of yeah. <laughs> it's going to leave me right now. I'll come back to it. But, oh, everything is figure outable. Oh. Um, and I cool can't title. remember the name of the author right now because I literally just started it. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is figure outable. And it's, it's really good when it's just all on the premise that um, – that nothing is kind of out of reach. Got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a book that By I really enjoy. Marie Forleo. Yes, for there Leo. we go. Okay. Marie Forleo. Marie Forleo. Oh, okay. Forleo. Okay. I just googled that. Books I just googled it. By the way, well <laughs> I didn't really know. That's that. our, that's our okay. research team. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books, and it's probably like it's not on the same level as you're thinking, but I enjoy it, and I've I've stolen stuff. When I talk to like teams. Um, uh, mind gym, mind gym. Oh yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. is that a good, again? Yeah, don't that's crush a good me. book. Okay, it's a good book. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of our players are. A lot of our players love that book. I like it because it's so yeah. simple. I'm gonna yes. be honest. It's broken down into really easy to digest sections. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want. Okay, I want to ask you this. I'm very. I got yeah. very excited. Oh. <laughs> so one of the things I've done. I took this for a team talk that I did. In that book, he talks about how he was speaking to some. I think it was maybe like a baseball team or something, mm-hmm. a soccer team, and he was saying that he had all of the athletes. Um, look ahead and he said, okay, I want you to listen to my commands. I'm going to tell you which direction it'll look, but only move your eyes. Don't move your head. And so he's like, okay, left, right, up, down. And then he starts speeding it up. So it's like left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. And then he stops and he's like, did you see what happened? And he said, you have people in the group that start moving their head or they're not looking in the right direction. And they also hold their breath because of all these different things that are hmm. flying their way. And I just thought it was kind of a cool huh. like illustration yeah. or example of, of how that works. Because I guess in those tense moments, you do mm-hmm. your breathing does tense up. And it's mm-hmm. I guess it's the person who can keep their, their heart rate the, the down, right? And their breathing easy in those mm-hmm. moments that's going to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he was oh. trying to say. I yeah, butchered yeah, the whole gotcha. thing. But no, you get the idea. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's so, true. Yeah, I love, no. that. I love that one. Like I said, yeah, I've absolutely. stolen multiple things. You didn't butcher it completely. Just a little no, bit. Partially. Partially. Yeah. No, it Three was quarters. good. I got it. Thank you. I, got See? It. I was in it. They, this I is was awesome. in it. Perfect. <laughs> Orange. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, that's, that's okay. This is awesome. What's it like standing next to Aaron Judge? 
He's huge. <laughs> He's really tall. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's huge. I feel like it's it's always weird with athletes, and you could you would know this better than anybody. I feel like when you see them on TV, especially like basketball players, mm-hmm. you see them next to other basketball players. So it's like okay, it's that like guy's no short. Mm-hmm. What's that? It's like no big deal. Like it's no big like, deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. go to a game and you're yeah. near the court. It's like oh these. Are giants. They're huge. So I imagine the same thing for him. Even though on screen he's a monster. He yeah. It's huge. No, yeah. he's yeah. he's definitely one that stands out. But it's wow. even like I'll be working with one of our pitchers and I'll be and they'll stand up after the session. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forget how tall you are. <laughs> every time. It's like, every time it gets me. So we have several large human beings <laughs> in our organization. Yes. Well it's weird too because I mean they're they're baseball players. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. they're not known as the biggest athlete. Right. So then when you go see a football player or a basketball player, it's like, oh, they're even bigger yeah i remember a couple years ago i think the rock was standing next to i think Shaq and charles barkley and the rock's known as being a big yeah. guy but then you see him next to those guys oh is like gosh. oh he's very tiny oh. you're like what this is this not is, like, what is this yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm really no. thrown off oh yeah anyways yeah so yeah. i didn't really was, add much to the conversation just, <laughs> <laughs> josh just really wanted to know what it was like yeah, yeah. I, just, I, just, I just had to know like i said i'm a huge baseball fan so yeah. i have a bunch of questions that you can't answer, so I'm yeah. not going to answer those. Ask those questions. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'd like no problem. to keep my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, and yeah, we would like you to keep your job as well. Right, thank you. Um, have you ever have you ever um, worked with any like MMA fighters? No. Oh, actually, that's not true. Um, I I do work with a Muay Thai fighter. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Is that is the process? I mean, is your process pretty much the same? And like, just in general, it's the same for any sport, or is like a combat sport? It's different. It's different, right? Yeah, okay. each each sport brings its own uniqueness yeah. to I think what we do, um, and it brings its own challenges to what we do. So I definitely learn a lot through the process. Yeah. And um, my Muay Thai fighter, um, she's she's a oh. BA. We'll just put it that way. You can she's, say it. That's okay, fine. she's badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's really good. I really wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah. I um, already yeah. have free range to say whatever you okay. want. Okay, so yeah. just go. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. She's she's incredible. Um, yeah. And so, but I've I've learned a lot with it yeah. too, um, in learning how to adjust some strategies and some different principles and how sure. they kind of work a little bit differently yeah. in a combat sport. So, um, so yeah, it's it's different. Every sport's different. Sure. For sure. So you just have to be flexible right. in your ways. Not right. every not every athlete, not every person is going to perfect perfectly fit in a theory Mm -hmm. so you may have to just adjust the principle for the athlete yeah it's pretty common gotcha cool we talk about character a lot on this podcast and we bring it up a lot um so in your in your professional opinion how does an athlete's character impact their mental toughness Ooh, that's another really good question i don't don't do my little questions Mm. as good as josh huh (laughs) I said I don't do my lead-up questions as good as Josh does sometimes. Yeah, today's been a rough one, so it's, yeah. we're on. <laughs> I rolled in right. late. I mean, no. but she gets it. Yeah, yeah. At least she she's does. smiling and pretending. Like, <laughs> no, so I'm I, never gonna do this I'm again. I'm thinking because yeah. it's such a good yeah. question. Um, I I think that there is a piece of character that right. factors into resilience. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think the only way I know how to explain that is just, or I, the only reason why I even have that perspective is because of all the range of athletes I've worked with. Um, because players that take responsibility for themselves ultimately have control over what they can change. Hmm. You can't, it's, it's like t- pushing responsibility onto something else is like giving up the TV remote. Mm-hmm. You can't change the channel. Mm. You can't, you can't fix what's going on. You have no control over what's happening. Yeah. And so you're leaving it to your outside circumstances to kind of like, okay, something show up for me and, and yeah. create success for me and that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say 
players with really good character are ultimately more resilient because they take full responsibility mm. for every bit of their career. Mm. And I always tell players that nobody's going to take responsibility responsibility for your career but you. And your success, your failures and everything in between. Now, granted, our organization believes that when our players succeed, it's because of them. When they fail, we need to do more. Mm -hmm. And so that's the mindset of our staff is we are always working really, really hard mm -hmm. to, to find where we can improve ourselves for our athletes. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's their responsibility and nobody can take that away from you. And so mm -hmm. that's, I think, th I think that would be my answer to that question. That's really good. You found your, I think you found your clip. Your soundbite clip. There's a couple. It's going to be a little bit challenging. So you're not making it easy, but it's okay. Um, no, I think that's I think that's really, really good. Um, I had a thought and I lost it. Never mind. You just pulled a me. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the exclusive concussion, though. So I'm just, I'm just struggling. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Okay, so again, another, I guess, another baseball yeah. specific question. And we will, Proz, we'll get you out of here in a couple no. minutes because we want to be <laughs> respectful time. of your time. We're holding you hostage. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It's like, this has been so good. Um, so obviously, with baseball, I, again, I don't know if you can answer this question, but uh, last however many years, it's the analytics side of the game has really become a big part of it. So some players, I think, have really <laughs> dove into all of that and they're, you know, thinking about that constantly. How, I imagine that's got to be something you have to consider when it comes to the mental conditioning, because I know for myself, numbers and I aren't friends. So if I was thinking about all of these things, I'm like, oh, this is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that you have to consider when you're working with athletes? Yeah, and I think our staff does a really good job of that because um, we know our athletes that can handle a lot of information and we know the athletes where it may hinder them a little bit. And so oh, um, we use we use a lot of that, of course, where that's the direction baseball is going in. You either get on board or right. you're going to be left behind. Yeah. Right. And uh, the Yankees in particular, we're always on the forefront of mm -hmm. a lot of things. And so um, I would say that analytics are huge. They provide so much. But I think it's important, and I think, again, I, I would say our staff does a really good job of kind of, we pay attention to the athletes that could really use a lot of this information, and then the athletes that, hey, maybe we'll dial it back for them. We still give sure. them the right exercises and the right things, but we're not going to, like, you know, drown them in analytics. But, mm -hmm. um, but having said that, I think that it's a really good learning tool, and they do teach our athletes using an analytics a lot. But, um, but I think that's also the challenge that we get to work with is, um, what are you focusing on? When are you focusing on it? And that's where our attentional awareness comes into play and um, really having that discipline with our mind and what we're thinking about. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. I just, I feel like we could keep you here for like three or four more hours. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, Perfect. It's all right. I don't need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couch there also. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess on a less, a less serious note, because you are so busy um, and always trying to find, you know, a balance in your mm -hmm. schedule. How do you balance your career with just, you know, everyday life? And then also, what do you do to relax? That's also a really good question. Yeah, we were doing um, really well today. I, uh, I'm working on this area. That's why I say that. Okay. This is a work in progress for me. Got it. Um, I tend, I'd say, the, the areas that I can constantly seek improvement is um, knowing when to shut it down. Um, I struggle with that because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I tend to bring it home. I want to work mm -hmm. on it. I want to do more. I want to do extra. And mm -hmm. um, my husband's like, 
do you need to do that? Like, do you need to <laughs> add that on your plate? So mm-hmm. I do know that I, this is something I'm working on right now, but mm-hmm. in terms of um, what it looks like during season, it's very skewed. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely more heavy into our, our guys and our players mm-hmm. and our staff members. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my main priority. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the nature of my husband and I's schedule, I can be that way mm-hmm. because we don't get to see each other a ton. Mm-hmm. However, when we do chat with each other and we do talk to each other, you know, over FaceTime or over the phone, that to me is like, the one thing that I've worked on, I know we have worked on, is really being fully present when we're doing so. Because mm, he, he may be on the West Coast in right. Canada, and I'm on the East Coast in Tampa, and he's about to tee off, and I'm about to go to bed. And, okay, well, let's we have four minutes to chat. So mm. let's quickly be fully present in those four minutes. Forget about your round. Forget about, you know, anything that happened during the day and just be there for each other for those four minutes. Yeah. So I'd say that to me is where I find the most balance is just being very intentional with the things that I do. Yeah. Um, and then my best way to relax is honestly just being with my family. Nice. Like, I very love cool. Part of the reason why I moved back to California was to be closer to my family. Oh, that's um, awesome. In that's Tampa, good. it was really hard with my yeah. schedule to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I'm so lucky that they gave me that opportunity to be closer to my family. And yeah. I know, I mean, they really value that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm very, very lucky to work for the organization yeah. that I do. That's good. That's great. That's awesome. I like that. Some people, some people are like, got to get away from my family to yeah. distress. Hey, I get that too. I get that no, too. No, but that's good. Everybody yeah. has those family members. Right. But, yeah. that's, but that's a blessing, I think, to, oh, to be sure. able to, to have that, to say like, I love my family and they calm me down and they relax me. And obviously you don't want to be around them 24 seven, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. like you know, right. balance, There's right? Balance. With most things. Yeah. 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 But that's no, good. Great. It's like, well, you don't have to explain yourself when you're right. around them. Oh, that's so great. that's, that's where nice. I find the most. Um, that's good that's where I find myself most relaxed is when I don't have to you know I don't have to to be on I can just be right Yeah, that's That's awesome Yeah, I I know we're supposed to wrap up but I just have one other thought too (laughs) I I liked what you said too about the fact that you have a tough time turning it off sometimes because you're so passionate about what you do which is I think something that maybe goes understated sometimes because I think sometimes we hear people they can't turn it off it's like well they're a workaholic and they it's more of like a negative thing but sometimes it's masked by your passion it's still not necessarily the most healthy thing right Mm -hmm. but it's it's more acceptable because like, well, she's just super passionate and that's why she's always thinking about these right. things. So um, I never really thought about it that way. I would assume it's like they can't right. stop. Right. They might hate their job, but they still can't yeah. stop. Yeah, and I like I, I don't read, like the books I read for enjoyment are the right. same books I read for work. Like yeah. I l- right. love, like, I don't think, right. like I, I love any book that surrounds mental conditioning yeah. or like self-improvement mm. or anything yeah. of that nature. Yeah. yeah, That's what I read for fun. Wow. And that's yeah. really what brings me joy. Yeah. And like my husband and I, like we'll, you know, we don't, we, we watch TV, don't get me wrong, but not very often. And so, and a lot of times what we do is we'll put on a podcast. And so while we're like making breakfast in the morning, we'll listen to some podcasts and we'll, uh, you you know, so it's, we're, I don't know, we both love it so much that it's like kind of nice because he's, he also loves it, Yeah, you know, because he's an athlete. So he relates to it a lot. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, sometimes I have a hard time balancing or turning it off. Like I said, it's almost like a blessing and a curse because there, Mm -hmm. I, I can, in my mind, I'm like, I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh my God, I wish I loved my job that much to be, you know, to go home and like still want to like be in it and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. like you said, like, you're like, I need to be able to turn it off so I can, you know, be present with my husband or with my family or something. So 
I think it comes twofold. But it has its good and bad. Yeah, that's right, for sure. Right. Yeah, which yeah. is why yeah. I, I definitely recognize that I have. Yeah. It's something that I'm working on. I'm yeah. working on getting better at. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're doing a good job. I think so. Yeah. 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 I think so. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and chatting and sharing your knowledge. Um, Where can they follow you? Social media, all that stuff? Um, I'm on Instagram. I have to think of these things. (laughs) Gosh, there's so many now. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lauren Nicole Johnson. Okay. On Twitter, and these are all different. Because there's a lot of Lauren Johnsons in this world. Um, that was the one. That was the one downfall of changing my last name. Right. Because <laughs> your last not, name, Abarca, my, is unique. Yeah, Abarca. Like. I was. Yeah, I definitely. Um, there's not many of them, but yeah. Johnson. There's a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. and then on Twitter, it's at underscore Lauren Johnson underscore. And then you okay. could also follow me on LinkedIn. That's just Lauren Johnson. Okay. All right. Cool. Very cool. Deb, where can they follow us? Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. And that's it. There we go. Yeah. Thank awesome, you so Lauren. much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you.